therapy or log on to stopaddiction.com. That's Narconon at 1-800-468-6933. Call now. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. WDFN AM Detroit. Tell Alexa to play WDFN on iHeartRadio. Detroit's 1130 WDFN. The Fan. Cappy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Now, here's Coach Cappy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. As always, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is a coach, Greg Campy, as he makes his way up here to the to the stage. Hey, coach, the uh, the, the show's starting. How are you today? Yeah, I was eating those seasoned fries back there, so. I, hey, know, man, I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on you for that. That's we don't a, have many shows left, so I had to get them in as quick as I could. <laughs> We're taking them two at a time, right? With the with the ex, expedited process. But we can uh, we can take your questions all show long with the hashtag AskCampy on Twitter. We will get to those as the night rolls on. Uh, again, here at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. And, Coach, the way that things are shaken out with the league tournament, and we will play next Wednesday if the Golden Grizzlies host, this will turn out to be the uh, the, the final show uh, of the season because of that Wednesday. Obviously, uh, we, we didn't know that going in. We wouldn't have one if we win the uh, Little Caesars the day after. Now, if we win the Horizon League tournament at Little Caesars Arena. Then why would you say that this is the last show? No, I'm saying as it stands right this second. But with all that being said, we can we you can get another show. We can get another oh, show. Okay. All you got to do is win the Horizon League tournament, right? Easy yeah. enough? Yeah. yeah, the Grizz Gang's in the house here today. We have as good a chance as anybody, don't we? Hey, that's right. It, I think the Horizon League tournament's proven out. You know, it's, it, once you're in, it's, it's kind of like the NHL playoffs, right? Once you're in, you got a shot. Well, we're in. You know, that, that's guaranteed we're in it now. Whether we can get to home court or not is going to determine be determined this week so you know Thursday night a lot will shake out um, you know the way I look at it there's there's one way Thursday night that we can guarantee a home court and that's if we win and Detroit wins so we got cheer for Detroit to win um, do, do you have that in your bones do you have that no, in your soul no but you know I don't we'll just see what happens but <laughs> if we win and Detroit wins then we're in uh, we have a home game no matter what uh, the other the other possibility that would guarantee us a home game if we win Thursday is if we win Thursday and Green Bay loses both games. Those are the two scenarios where we would be guaranteed a home game and still be able to lose on Saturday. Um, it, obviously, if we win both games, then we will be we have a guaranteed home and we will be the number three seed unless Green Bay wins both games. If Green Bay wins both games, then they'll be the three and we would be the fourth if we win both games. If we were to lose one of one of the two, you know, the the a lot would depend on what you know goes down everywhere else. As soon as we lose, we take uh, our what out of our own hands is what I'm trying to say. So you know, it's in our hands. If we win both games, we're hosting, and the worst we can be is third place. I mean, we might be the fourth seed, but we could tie for third if we win both games, no matter what. We'll you know finish third in the standings then the seating could be different. If we split and, you know, we could end up 
um, still hosting, depending on what happens with everybody else. And if we lose them both, then there would probably be no chance that we would host. So it's out there. It's in our hands, and we'll see what happens. Absolutely. And I was talking with Alex Mason, the uh, director of tickets here for Oakland, and he said as soon as that becomes a mathematical certainty, a.k.a. when the Golden Grizzlies clinch a home game, the tickets will go on sale the next morning. So everybody's rock, locked and loaded and ready to go. And, uh, again, That'd tomorrow, UIC. If we host, it will be on Wednesday night. So yep. everybody knows that. We would play at 7 o'clock, Alex. Would that be the yeah, 7 o'clock on Wednesday night if, if we end up hosting no matter what the, for the third or fourth seed. Uh, we, so, um, and then if we weren't to win it, we, we, we could play Tuesday or Wednesday on the road depending on. And the way that works out is that every school had to submit if they were hosting what night they would play. It's not mandated by the league that because you were in the second seed or whatever you have to play this night. It's just each school was able to pick the night they would host, and we chose Wednesday. Uh, I don't know why we chose Wednesday. I think they didn't want us to have a show or something. I, it could be. Well, I, I don't know why they would do that because this is the highest-rated show on the station at this time slot. I mean, that, that's proven. The ratings have proven that out time and time again. It's the most popular show at this time on this station. So I don't know why they would do that. But uh, at any rate, uh, that's what we're looking at right now. So those are the scenarios. And we'll dig a little bit deeper into that as the show goes on here tonight. Again, this is a Greg Campy show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. And we have questions uh, with the hashtag Ask Campy. The, uh, the, the questions lighting up on Twitter. So if you want to get your thoughts in, uh, if you're not in the house here, go ahead. By all means, fire away, and we will get to those. But, uh, of course, Coach, we talked about it, and Detroit will have a say, but you guys had your say against Detroit on Saturday. And first off, let, let, let me let me say this. That crowd on Saturday was lit. So everybody that was in there, the Grizz gang, everybody, you know, take your bow because you guys certainly, uh, you guys certainly made your presence felt in the arena, the largest crowd in the history of the arena, Coach. And, uh, yeah. It, it was the, the kids say that coach it was lit yeah i the, the lights were on that was for sure but um yeah you know it's that's becoming commonplace though you know the place being full and and the, the crowd understanding and knowing the game and uh making a difference for us on the on the court and i told our team before we played the game it was time for us to reward our fans and our crowd to, to play our best basketball and it's amazing when the ball, we were just talking over there, when the ball goes in, how much better you look. And, you know, we shot the ball extremely well. And when it goes in, you know, it makes a, a big difference. All of a sudden your offense looks like it knows what it's doing. Um, so it was a great win for us. It was our largest win since we've gotten into the Horizon League against them. You know, we've had big leads against them and gave them away. And if I remember right this year, we've had some big leads and given them away this year with other teams, and we weren't, we weren't going to let that happen. I, I don't think they got it below double digits in the second half, did they? I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, it it didn't job. feel like you're, it. You're it, supposed to know those things. Well, your... Coach, it's a lot like, uh, you know, the students, you'll understand it. It's a lot like an exam, Coach. I, I cram for it, and then once it's over, it's over, man. I don't retain that knowledge. It's kind of like Latin history, you know? <laughs> We pass the test, and then we move on to the next class, man. That's yeah. that's the way it works, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, and one thing I'd like to tell people that are here tonight, because I, I got some feedback that some people were disappointed last week that the players left uh, once the show started, and I made them leave. So it wasn't their fault. It was mine. We I was worried about there's not being enough room. So I told them to stay here. People would come in. They'd get to see people and then get out once the show started. 
So that was my fault. So if anybody's upset about that, blame me. Well, Coach, All looking right. at that game uh, against Detroit, Xavier Hill-Mays pumped in 29 points. Braden Norris uh, had a double-double as well. He had 23 points and 10 assists. And uh, that, that, led to some, uh, that led to some honors from the league this week. Yeah, you know, honestly, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to that, that, those things. When Brad didn't get player of the week, when he had a week like nobody else in this league's had all year, and he didn't get it, um, you know, I, I just stayed away from that, those kind of things because it, it's hard. You know, the kids, those things are important to the kids. And uh, so I just kind of stay out of it. I don't want them to think I had anything to do with it, you know. Um, the guy had 21 points and 18 rebounds and fouled that two days later with 32 points. And no one in the league's done anything like that. Davis, the week of Wright State and uh, Northern Kentucky at home had the 48-point game. That's probably the best week anybody had in the league all year. But Brad's week was probably the second best that anybody's put up. So whatever the reason, and I don't, I just don't want to get into it and stay away from those things. So I don't – I've never talked to a player on our team about any award that they could get. And one of the things that, that we've never done here in the 35 years I've been the coach is we don't – we used to have a banquet. And may, I'm thinking we might need to bring a banquet back. You know, I think when you have a good year, you need to celebrate it. But the reason I stopped doing banquets is because we didn't we don't give awards away. There is no value, most valuable player. There is no – best this, best that. Well, I've never done that. And most schools do those things, and I'm just 100% against it. Uh, you don't teach, you know, what we try and teach them and then say, and oh, by the way, you're the most valuable guy. You know, I mean, if you're going to teach team and you're going to teach the, you know, the things that we try and teach, and then traditionally everybody does it. So we just took the banquet and had it go away years ago because I didn't want to do that. Um, so if if we believe that, we can't talk about awards. So let's talk about how great they played and not worry about those things. Although a banquet would be a good excuse to eat some, some seasoned fries, though. You know, I'm just, I'm just you know, well, just you making know, the case. I've not missed many meals, so <laughs> uh, no, any but banquet there is. Coach, the, the moral of that story is, and giving you those stat lines with what those guys did and just talking with, with some of the fans that are out here today, uh, Braden Norris uh, certainly was incredible. And, and the way he shot the ball, he was 7 of 10 from behind the three-point line, again, coming through with that double-double, had four rebounds as well. And Braden bursts on the scene, and people made adjustments. And now, you know, he has this game and a rivalry game with, with all the bright lights on against Detroit. This was something that I, I, I got to figure you were looking for out of Braden. Well, we had a bad spurt in the middle of the season, and he was part of that bad spurt. He couldn't make a, a basket, and many of guys on our team couldn't. And I tried to, in a nice way, tried to let people know not to worry that they've never played before. They've never gone through a full season. They've never been beat beat on like they've been beat on with only seven guys really playing. And that you're going to go through that, you know. I mean, you can look at any good team in the country, and there's a few exceptions every year based on those teams are just so much more talented than the teams in their league. But everybody goes through a stretch like that. We went through it. I think we got through it. It's great to see Xavier. He looks healthy, and, you know, he's playing well again, and he's playing with great confidence. Norris has, you know, shot the ball with great confidence. The last couple of days in practice, they've uh, they've had a lot of hop in their step. They can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, there's a week left. And so, you know, the excitement of March is starting to build. And with this group of guys, 
it's different than the last two years because there, there's not the pressure that the kids had the last two years. And, you know, we two years ago, we won our last nine games. We went into that tournament. We felt great. And a fluke thing happened. Last year, you know, we got beat up. We had all that. But there was still a belief we could win. And we just didn't play well. This team, I think, will play well. I, I don't know if we're going to win the championship. I don't know what will happen. But I don't think it's going to be because we don't believe or, or I, I don't think it's going to be because the moment's too big for us. I think we're ready for the moment. And I, I think we'll see that tomorrow night. I think we'll see us play really well tomorrow night. Now, UIC is a really good team. You know, they're a, a spurty team. They're either real good or they, you know, they, they live and die on the jump shot. And if their jump shot's going in, they beat everybody. They, they beat Northern Kentucky and Wright State back-to-back -back a week ago. Um, if it's not going in and we can rebound it, then we'll be in great shape. Coach, does it – you talked about the, the juice that you feel, and, and everybody around the program gets that way. When you, when you see March is, is on the horizon and you know the league tournament's coming up, does that ever – I don't want to say get old to you because that, that makes it seem like you don't care about it, but does, does it ever lose its luster to you 35 years in the game? I mean, this is – this is why you do all this, right? This is why you lift all those weights, why you run all those sprints, why you do all that. Yeah, but I guess, Neil, that question, and, and I understand the question, but it, it would mean more that it's about me. And I'm just asking you yeah, personally, you know. I, I got nothing to do with it. You know, I'm going to make four or five decisions during a game. You know I'm not going to call timeouts. And You hoard them, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to make four or five important decisions during a game that might have a big outcome of it. But the reality of it is if, they're going to play. I've done my job from, you know, the day the season ended until now, you know. And now it's on them. I mean, it, it really is. I, I may, you know, I may leave a guy in and he get five fouls in the first half. That would be a huge mistake, right? And, uh, um... <laughs> well, you, 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 would, you would hope your bench would tell you, you know, that he, yeah. he's got a third or fourth foul. So, you know, I am capable you know, of, of making a huge error that could cost the, the team. I'm not saying that. But the reality of it is, is, you know, this group of kids, this is their chance. This is Team 52. And we got everybody back, right? And everybody's thinking, oh, next year. Well, I guarantee you that Team 53 is going to be different than Team 52. Something's going to happen. Somewhere down the road, something's going to happen. So this is Team 52's chance, and they're good enough to win it. When they play at their – when they bring their A game, they're good enough to win it, and it's going to be on them to bring their A game. They're going to have to make shots. There's, the stat is just a glaring stat. We're 9-7 and seven in the league. When we score 75 or more points, we're 9-0. and oh. When we score below 75 points, we're 0-7. Oh so it's a glaring stat out there that, you know, you, if we make shots, we're, we're good enough. And so we're going to have to make shots. Coach, what do you do? Because I know you brought this up last week when you talked about pace of play and possessions and that magical 75-point number. What, what do you do as a staff? What do you guys do when you get together to say, hey, there, there's something to this number? I mean, the, the math dictates it. Is there anything that you can do to, to try to push that along, or do you, do you change a game plan or tweak a game plan according to that? Well, you know, we want to push the pace. And I didn't want to really push the pace in the middle of the season because it's too long of a year and we have, you know, we, we just don't have. We were, again, we were talking earlier before the show, 
I thought we were going to have a lot of depth on this team. We lost two starters. So, you know, and instead of talking about us on that, maybe I can explain it this way better. Michigan State has lost two starters, right? And they're really good players. It's not the guys that are going to take their place. It's the guys that are going to take the place of the guys that are taking their place. And that's where, over course of time, it comes in and it bites you. And, you know, for us, we were going to have to go a long period of time. So we wanted to slow pace down so that in March, you know, we can play how we want to play. And so now, you know, we're not a team that can dictate tempo defensively. We're not going to go get you. We're not going to press you. We're not going to deny passes. We're, not, we're just not that built that way. So the only way that we can dictate tempo is to make shots. Get out, go, and make shots. And if we do that, it's going to be a high-paced game. If we do that, we're going to make threes because we're going to beat you up the floor. We've got some great three-point shooters. They're going to get set and, and make shots. So that's what we have to do. All right, Coach, well, we'll do this. We'll take our first break of the show when we come back. And I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, Coach. We, we have today, and, and Russell Luxton Jr. brought this over, we have a $40 gift card to Sir Pizza. Kind 40? Of $40 gift card to Sir Pizza right here. Wow. That's, uh, the, I, guess that was a, I thought that was a one-time deal because I lost all that money. <laughs> well, yeah. I, did, did you lose more today? No, his dad. His, his dad, got, I got it all back. So you'll swipe well, Not all of it. I got some of it back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they told me it's a forty. Bernie Seppa took it all tonight. <laughs> he's a season ticket holder, so I'm sure he's going to donate it back to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, we'll do this. I'm going to put you on the spot, Coach. I'm, I'm going to give you the the reins to come up with the question here. Uh, Russ said, "Hey, you know, you come up with the question tonight." So we'll do that. I'll let you think about it over the break. When we come back, we'll give out the question. We'll give out this forty dollar forty dollar Sir Pizza gift card. And keep in mind, it's good for Sir Pizza. Kind of the is it the, the sister business, I guess you would say, of, of RJ's pub? Brother business. Yeah, we'll say it like that. The brother business. Yeah. So, so we'll do it that way. When we come back, Coach will give out the trivia question. We'll also be taking your questions on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy all evening long. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. My experience gives me the insights necessary to foresee unknown risk and to provide employers with strategic options to best manage their risk and to leverage opportunities that span the spectrum of on-demand HR issues that arise on a daily basis. I am grateful for these recognitions, but even more grateful for the trust and confidence our clients continue to place in us. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248 468 1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. 
Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. Neil Rule here for D2 Technologies. D2 Technologies is here for all of your business or residential technology needs. Business owners, you know network infrastructure is the backbone of your business. It is. And D2 Technologies can save you money on the design and installation of your networks, phone systems, or security cameras. Are you a homeowner and want that complete home theater experience? Yeah. D2 Technologies is your answer. Dennis Burnham, the owner and installer at D2 Technologies, has done work in my home and is one of the best in the business. That's fact, not opinion. We have to call. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Into Cumberland right wing will drive it into the paint. Hands it off. Back with a two-hand jam. The double team came from Beck's man. JC found JB. And he threw it down with a Thorathon. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. As always, a Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule. He is a coach, Greg Campy, the legend, Nick Morgan, back in our WDFN studios. Remember, WDFN 1130 AM, your home for Golden Grizzlies basketball all season long on the Real Team Real Estate Radio Network. But, Coach, we're going to get to the questions on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. And remember, if you want to be involved, all you got to do, whip out your phone or whatever you're doing, if you're sitting at a computer right now, just send out a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy on it. We will get to them, and we will read them all. we got a, a big line of them to get to, which we will do just a little bit later on. But we have some business to tend to here first, Coach. Of course, up for grabs, the $40 gift card to Sir Pizza. That's attached here to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Certainly is a, a Rochester Hills legend. Sir Pizza is no doubt about that. Coach, dazzle them tonight. All right, two parts. Two-parter. If you're going to give 40 bucks away, you got to have two parts. 20 bucks apart. Well, we, we, Scott Sippel won it last week, and somebody else really helped him. So I don't know if Scott, if Scott uh, gave him some Girl Scout cookies or not. And for Oh, yeah. By, by the way, too, Coach, before we get into that, a big thank you to Xander coming up here and, and bringing you some Girl Scout cookies as well. Yeah. Uh, three boxes for you. It's, what, about a 20-minute ride home for you? That's it's what it, says, a it says 160 calories, 150. So uh, that's that, Is that the whole box? Oh, absolutely, yeah, for sure. But you got, what, about a 20-minute 20 20 ride home, so oh, that's a box yeah. every seven minutes? So yeah, I can do that. That's attainable, right? Uh, no, because I like them frozen. Yeah. you got to freeze Well, them. you can do just set them outside right now. They'll be that's frozen true. by the time you get in the car. But big All thank right, you to parts. Xander. Good to see you up here, buddy. Two parts. Oakland has been known as uh, a three-point shooting team for many, many years. What is the record number of threes? We were 12 of 24 against Detroit Saturday. What is the record number of threes that an Oakland team has made in a basketball game? And who was it against? Two parts. So there you have it. The, the part, record number of part threes. Part one is how many did we make, not take? I will give you, I'll give you a hint. If I remember right, it's 54 that we took in the game. It might have been 56, but it was 54. So 
this record's probably never going to be broken. Yeah, sure. I mean, it was during our Division Two days. I, 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 uh, I would say. Uh, hey, if you're an Oakland fan, you got to know the history of the program. Uh, GoldenGrizzlies.com would would probably be a viable asset for for the tech savvy. Thirty-one against Wayne State's the first guess. Not in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> we we took fifty-four or fifty-six, so a good percentage is what, and so kind of you know, and we did shoot a good percentage that game. So there you have it. Some people are gonna have to do some digging. You know, yeah. I I don't remember off the top of my head. But I know where to go to look for it though. Uh, yeah. Anybody in here have an idea? I mean, I only had ten seconds to think of a question. <laughs> It's not, it's less than 30. It's not in the 30s. So there you go. Might have heard it. I might have heard the number just called out, but who was it against? Against who? That, 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 that is the question. See, what you're, somebody in here has got to remember a game that Oakland scored 189 points in. 90 99. Oh, do you want to hear a shameless story? I could I could tell you a very shameless story that, that I, oh, man. Yes. I, I felt really bad about myself after this. So it we're, did, didn't involve three boxes of Girl Scout cookies, did it? No, I feel okay. a lot worse after I eat those. <laughs> All right. So we're playing this game that I'm talking about that we made 27 threes in. And my two best players on that team was a heck of a team. We led the nation in scoring probably that year, obviously. Um, but they, we had just beaten Toledo at Toledo as a Division II team by 25. And my two best players got hurt in the game. You got it. There it is. You found it. It was against Madonna. Now, really, she only played a few minutes. <laughs> They yeah. were no, they were an NAI team, and the the coach was a had had been our radio announcer, and he got the job at Madonna, and that was in the time that Loyola Marymount was, you know, playing. If if you're anything in the history of the game, Loyola Marymount had a guy named Hank Gathers, and look, Google that and see who he Bo was. Kimball, yeah. They beat Michigan in the NCAA tournament, and uh, this guy that got the Coach Sharp that got the Madonna job wanted to play like them. So they came out, and even though we were probably a much better team than they were, um, they pressed us the whole game. And as soon as they got the ball across half court, they shot it. And so we had a team that had scored a lot of points. I mean, we had a year we started 150, 152, 128. No, 118 and 108 were our first four games. We were averaging about 132 points a game, leading the world in scoring. We were leading. USA Today wrote an article. We were more than any NBA team. Unfortunately, we were 2-2 two and two at the time. <laughs> um, we lost uh, two Division One. We'd lost to Central and, and Eastern. Eastern had Grant Log and Central had Dan Marley. So they were good teams. The we, played them. Days, yeah. we played them great, but the scores were unbelievable. So... We're playing the game, and Eric Steffen was my assistant at that time, and, and I think 75 is the most we had ever scored in a half. And 
mean, there's four or five minutes going to the first half, and we're in the 70s, and Eric's going, we're, we're going to get 80. And I go, no, we're going to get 100. And uh, we had, I think, 91 or something like that. So no team, this is very shameful. I, I'm going to admit this. I feel like it's going to, uh, what's that What are, What's that called? Um, confession. I can say this publicly. We're we're ahead 189 to 108 or some number like that. And there's 20 seconds to go in the game, and uh, they had the ball. And Eric said to me, we got 98 in this half, and no one's ever scored 100 points and a half at, a time, at that time. So I told the kid, I called the kid over and told him to foul so that we could get a shot at it. He fouled, and the basketball gods reached down, and we had a kid miss a flat-out layup to get 100 points. But I realized the basketball gods are very powerful at that time. So I feel much better admitting that now. So... It was cle this is cleansing for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been holding that for 20 years that, that we fouled on purpose. And, oh, that's right, we did it again this Saturday, didn't we? Yeah. We were fouling at the end of the game on yeah. purpose. Right. Greg Campy shows can be a religious experience sometimes, yeah. I guess, huh? <laughs> no, but how, how do you – do you go into a game saying – during those days, do you go into a game saying, all right, we we got to get to 130 today to have a chance to win? or Like, how, do, how does that come about? Well, that was in the days that, you know, when I, you got to understand that how do you recruit? You know, we we had, we were trying to build something, and, you know, the way to do it when you don't have football and when you're a school that everybody thinks in California and those types of things back in those days, you're trying to build something, we wanted a niche, and the niche was going to be we're going to score. The guy at Loyola Marymount that we were just talking about, he built.